Good day, good people. <clears throat> I suppose it seems only natural that any of us, when faced with a time of transition, would take a few moments to reflect on the journey that got us this far. But I want to resist that temptation for a couple of reasons. First, there are too many stories. And although storytelling is good, and I like to tell stories, it can take too long and be too self-centering. Second, we are a community of faith. And by definition, that means we are a community of the baptized. And we are called into living into the future and more critically, shaping the future in the imitation of the risen Christ. Today, Jesus gets into a boat and he announces a new way for all his followers to grasp a future that they do not know and may never actually come to understand. We are also those disciples. Jesus does not allow us simply to wash the nets of the past as though all the work was done and all the past accomplishments were sufficient. There's always a new dawn, and it's time to put out into the deep. At the very heart of the church is the call to ministry, and it surely does not come from documents or dogmas, from councils or chanceries, but from Jesus Christ. All ministry, all ministry, yours and mine, exists within the sacramental community of all believers and in the exercise of a ministry that is human and graced. One that gives life, one that brings joy, one that encourages hope, that honors diversity, that binds up the broken, and that builds up, always builds up the goodness and the dignity of every person. The call of the Christ is to change hearts and behaviors. See how Jesus invited Simon and the others to not only change their way of doing things, Put your nets on the other side of the boat. But in believing in their fisher folk hearts, that there is another way for life to unfold. And it would be not just to catch fish, but to catch the vision he offers them, the vision of God. I believe within us, among us, and within the church today that what is needed more than anything is to catch the vision 
of something possible that we've not thought of until now. We need to be over fear. We need to grasp imagination. To redream the dream of being disciples in the now of life, in the ways that we haven't tried, in the songs we've never sung, in the gestures we haven't worn out already, in loving beyond what we thought were our limits. This is the challenge for us today, and it is the challenge for tomorrow. Putting out into the deep is not easy and not comfortable. There are many among us and around us who wait and hope for the ministry we can offer and that they deserve. In the words of the song, I love this song, Not Too Far From Here, I don't know if you know it, by Steve Silver. If I try to sing it, you will never want to know it. <laughs> but here are some words from that song. Lord, let your grace move through me, for someone's forgotten how to trust. Someone's dying for love. Someone needs a little hope. Someone's waiting for your touch. Not too far from here. Google Michael Crawford in concert. You get it. Not too far from here. So then how do we, as church and as disciples, care for those who are waiting for that touch? Care for those who are grieving? Care for those who are separated and divorced? Welcome and embrace the members of the gay community. How do we, as church, acknowledge with intention and respect the call that the Spirit has placed for all ministry in the heart of the women among us? How do we, as disciples and as church, reverence and attend to those who are poor, who suffer injustice, who are disenfranchised, judged and ignored by the church and by society. Like the disciples, when the Lord asks us to put out into the deep, it's about seeing life and people in a new way. And they are not too far from here. To continue that fishing analogy, we need to go below the surface where we've never dared go before because it was too risky, it was too hard to let go, too much to trust. Because there in the unknown and the unchartered, I truly believe, I really believe, we will discover that the risen Christ really does care how we move and speak and shape our being. One of the remarkable little details in that story of the gospel today is that the disciples discovered their blessings 
when they turned to others, to their fishing buddies, their companions on the journey. And like them, we discover that we are very much part of a great and gifted community. We truly are all in the boat together. And it's God's boat. And it's God's breath, it's God's ruah, it's God's spirit that blows where it will. For the past five and a half years, the name of my boat has been O-L-A. Our Lady of the Angels. And they are angels, every one. It gave new meaning, and this phrase has been used too many times when people spoke to me, oh, well, blessed are you among women. <laughs> and I was. I was truly blessed. So many ways, so much grace. And so, my dear friends, I believe there are moments when we stand at the edge of the water, on the shore where the firmness of the earth and the familiarity of the ground, of, of just that solid ground, but the mysterious call of the deep, where the hospitality of God awaits us and where we are assured always of the joy of the resurrection in whatever ministry our life will take us. Today, I stand in that place, on that edge. A little anxious, I admit, for what will be, but so very grateful for what has been. This past year has been painful for me personally. My heart was bruised, my integrity was questioned, my priesthood diminished. Not by any of you, but others. But I discovered the truth of being church, not for the first time, but in a very powerful way. I discovered this. I did not and do not stand alone, nor do any of us survive with our own empty nets. We are surrounded with the tender care of each other. We are honest enough to shed tears in each other's company. We are never too busy to laugh, and we are never afraid to hope. I won't forget you. I thank you. I love you. And deep in my heart, know this. I'm not too far from here.